0: Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 264. That's 264. It's the UNS. s podcast, sponsored by Kettle and Toaster Man. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. Can't even get my name out, to be fair. Judah. Wow, but that is a grand entrance. Hi, Mr. Liam Keane, fresh from a beautiful trip to Stockport County. Uh, last night to watch the twenty ones in the Papa John's any pizza Papa John's trophy any pizza kicking about?
1: Uh no, uh, no surprise. Um the, pe- the, the, the people of Stockport are very nice so they're very welcoming, very friendly. Um not we, were there, we were there for the
0: women, weren't we? Back in we the were, season. Yeah, yeah that was,
1: my, that was my first trip to Edge Park back in what was it, May? Um you think you'd be taking a second
0: trip in as many months. <gasps> no, I didn't I
1: didn't expect it either. Though it's a, it's a decent it's a decent ground there. You know they're nice they're a nice bunch. It's um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. If, I'll just go straight into it. I mean, this is gonna. This podcast is gonna be remembered for, you know, sadly, the wrong reasons. Oh, um, <laughs> are you retiring? Are you gone? <laughs> no, I'm. I'm only just now. You know, the smell that was burnt huh? into what? my nose hairs. I've only what? just starting to seed away. Um, what are you talking about? I need like to, the way got, this is going. I've got a story for you straight on. Oh, might, okay. might, I'm not even gonna mess around now. I'm gonna go straight in.
0: Right, I'm gonna am going sit back, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have a t I'm gonna take a swig of my coffee and uh the floor is yours. Mr. Lee Keen and your story.
1: I might be slightly dramatic the way I'm gonna put it, but I think knowing you, I also think you would be very upset and disgusted by what happened to me as well. Um oh. so I leave uh Eshley Park. Um as I say, the people there are very friendly, they give us a car park, go to my mm. car, this is a what, ten-ish at night? Yeah, um, you, you, don't, you,
0: don't, you don't hang about after a game, do you? No, you do, do work,
1: no. you have to you fly. Yeah, you Especially when you there. can't be asked to come up, so I, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll just get out of there. Um, <laughs> Some people had Shrewsbury and Warsaw reports to do. Uh, well, exactly. Um, go to my boot, put my stuff in my car, walk around the side, get in my car, I'm sat there, door closed. Uh, I'm messaging, uh, messaging the missus. So I'm about to set off now. I'm actually replying to you as well. Blah blah, blah. Mm. I'm Sat there and I'm going.
0: What's that smell? Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. I, haven't left my, I haven't left a fish, a fish canister in there, have I? <laughs> oh dear. I'm not even going to go down
1: that route. No. And straight away, I just, I just knew. I, I, I've smelled it before. I knew. I get out of the car. Right, right, soul up to the sky. I've st- stepped in dog muck. Oh
0: no! <laughs> mate, oh my god! No. And it, it, mate,
1: it is everywhere. Oh no! Mate. Oh, <laughs> I'm wearing, no. I'm wearing white trainers. <laughs> <laughs> mate. Oh my so god! So the, the small bit I missed out is as I stepped uh, backwards <laughs> after opening my boot. I did feel my foot go into the earth slightly, but I I I thought it was just it was just the grass. You know, I didn't pay any notice to it. It didn't feel particularly strange. Oh no, it is. Everywhere. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. so is it, is it
0: fully on sole, and you've brought it? Just you've
1: treaded it all into the car, so have you. It's it's covers uh, at least two thirds of the whole of the sole of the bottom of my shoe. Oh no, Keo. there's obviously <laughs> rocks and grass and everything stuck in it. This isn't
0: a blue or a stitch poo. Then this is this is this is Dalmatian worthy. Mon- this is this is worthy. This is some monster shit I've said, <laughs> 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 Mate, it
1: was absolutely horrendous, oh, and I've oh. trod it as you just as you just said. Trod it into the car. Oh. It's in the it's in the you know the the carpet footwell of the of the driver's seat.
0: Yeah, and it oh is just
1: God. trod straight into. The... So I get out and I'm oh like no. straight away I don't know what. I'm... So I'm scraping my foot up against the. And can
0: you see it's all visible in the car as well on the, on the pedal and stuff. I'll get there. Um, oh no.
1: <laughs> i start scraping it along the uh, the the gravel and then going with to the grass what?
0: just on just on the on your heel just kick it with the heel because you haven't got you haven't got a knife or no, a no I, there exactly i had no water warning, so
1: so i so that's exactly what i did i i get my water i have this big like you know gallon <laughs> water bottle with me as well i start pouring water onto the onto my shoe and rubbing it on the grass and <laughs> I, event, is a ten,
0: ten I then I in Stockport County in the I car know, park. Like, I know, and and you
1: know the evening had gone so well. Wolves played really well. I interviewed mm. Hugo, but went after the game, which we're going to have more on that hopefully next sort of week or so, mm. um, it was really. Well, it nice will play. Be. You've got no lines. It's international <laughs> break. you would be, be squeezing <laughs> it, it, that out of seven stories. It was, it was a great. It was a. Great, it was a great <laughs> evening, and I, I could not believe the way it was ended. So I, I'm pouring water on it. I then sort of slip and I nudge my water bottle and I hit. The poo with my water bottle.
0: Oh no! The,
1: the end the end of my water bottle on the cap <gasps> and I get some of it on there, so I'm picking leaves up and trying to wipe wipe off my water bottle.
0: See, I've got see see for me at this moment in time I've made two decisions already instantly. I've canned the water bottle, that's getting thrown. I don't care if it's a, a nice metal water bottle, that's gone. Never ever using that again. Not putting my mouth towards any kind of poo situation. <laughs> and two I've taken my shoes off, depending if they're like uh, you know Paul Smith, but even if they're like if they're less than a hundred quid, they're, they're, they're I'm slinging them in the bush as well, and I'm just trying to <laughs> I'm just trying to sort myself out in the car as best possible, um, drive back, window fully open, and then valet the, <laughs> right, the crap more. out of that the next day.
1: There is more. Okay. I um so yeah, I'm doing all this. I'm just trying to scrape it off. I'm doing it, and, and it's you know it, it's. It, you know the majority of it's come off, yeah. but it's all within the cracks of the sole, and it's yeah, all in there, so and it's just like, a and there's no way you're getting that out with just you know scraping it in water. You have to like get something in there and dig it out, and obviously you need I've got
0: to, nothing... you need you need you need, a, you need to be at home in a wash basin exactly. with, a, with a toothbrush and a knife. Exactly. I've got yeah. nothing
1: on me, obviously, because I'm no. <laughs> two <laughs> hours from home. So struggling in the car park to yeah. get that done. Yeah, so so then so I turn my attention. Then after, after I've done that, and it's you know there's not much more I can do for the shoes. I turn my attention to the bottom of the car. And I go in. There's nothing on the pedals, because I haven't put my feet on the pedals yet. Inch. But it's all on the um, on, on, the carpet, you know, on the bottom oh of the footwear. And there's, like, a couple of big chunks. And I, and oh, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I swear to you. And I, The only thing I had on me was I had a couple of spare, like, Tesco carrier bags. I have, like, emergency carrier bags in there. So I get them out, and I start, like, scraping at the at it oh. to get it off. Oh, and no. I mean, I you know, this is I'm not a little bug, but I did chuck that bag straight in the bush. Oh uh, yeah, it was the only thing, only thing I could do, um, and and that was and that was all I could do. I literally had no, no other option.
0: Can you not take the carpet out? Just chuck the car. I'd ch- I'd chuck the mat. <laughs> it's a work car. I do it
1: <laughs> So it's
0: only a company car, so man. So I, I did know. think
1: about I did think about taking my shoes. The only other shoes I had on me were like smart work ones, and I did think about doing that, but then I would have to. Put them on that carpet. True. true. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm not going to do that. So I then drove home,
0: oh.
1: two hours. Oh no! And all I could smell was dog shit the whole oh. way. Oh, I'm not I honestly. And at one point god. when I was down, like, I was down there like hunching down trying to uh, scrape off the carpet. I actually like, physically gagged because it stunk oh. that bad. It was oh awful. my god! And and I'm I had the window had-
0: come and share a lift with you. <laughs> right. I had the window
1: open. I had the window open and. The, pretty much the whole way back, but it started to get really cold in the in the car. So, so I put the window up, and every time I put it up, the first thing a massive waft of shit smells. Oh me. no! So that like, I'm putting, I'm I'm going between the window down, window window down to try and get a mixture of not wanting to be sick or not wanting to be freezing cold. It was the worst two-hour drive of my life, without without doubt.
0: Crikey! I,
1: I get home uh, at about ten past twelve. Uh, straight away, obviously I take those shoes off, don't walk through the house with them, take them to the back door, I go get a load of cleaning supplies, I go straight to the car, and I'm scrubbing the car, cleaning, (laughs) doing whatever I can, I get back to the the shoes, I'm there in a basin, cleaning them as best I can, it gets to about 1am and I'm like, right, I'm just going to go to bed, leave it Um, get up this morning go check the car, unfortunately there's no smell, I managed to clean it quite well, I was spraying it with bleach stuff and scrubbing it with wipes and everything there's no smell thank god when i came back to the shoes and my god the, oh. s- the smell was still there mate sling them <laughs> <Mate, sling him. laughs> the the uh, over next door mate i hadn't got enough of the stuff in between the cracks out so i then this morning before i jumped on to work and this podcast I got a toothpick and I've been scr- scraping muck out from Indian- <laughs> out from the soles and then leaving them to dry again but I gave it another small whiff before we started this podcast and I'm not 100% sure they're there yet they they're right yet and it's not fun mate it was awful it was really bad Seven
0: and a half minute poo story to start I've the never, I've n- I've n- I've n- and, you and that is what we've won an award for this podcast. In and that is unfortunately seven
1: years. what this podcast is going to be remembered for. And then I'm going to throw in a, a little <laughs> small curveball, which I won't go on for seven minutes mm. about. Mm. Um, but as I go out to the car to go check, there's a letter um, hanging out my. I'll um, oh, be careful there. <laughs> <laughs> hanging, up, hanging through the letterbox, you know what I meant. Um... And it's a handwritten letter that just says for the occupier of and then my address. Oh, that's
0: never a good that's never a good start.
1: I know, and I was a little no. bit concerned after I finished with looking at the car and everything, I came and opened it. And it's a handwritten letter Uh-oh. from Kingdom Hall of Jehovah's Witnesses.
0: Oh, love them. Great great <laughs> bunch. And
1: it's a handwritten letter that has used four different f- colour fonts of pen. Nice. Um Talking about
0: someone's being sponsored by a Stapolo Boss.
1: <laughs> it's got it's got some leaflets with it as well, talking about is the world going to end? Um, and I basically, thought, I
0: thought that half time on Saturday, to be honest. But carry on.
1: <laughs> and it's got a mobile number to ring. So um, uh, it, luckily, it's only got a first name, so I, I can say this and it won't give anything away. Mm. Um, Barry. Oh, there's, Baza! There's no there's no surname. It's Barry from um,
0: Extenders.
1: But yeah. Um, it's just given me a bit of the heebie-jeebies, to be honest with you. I'm looking at it and I'm, I'm holding it in my hand right now, and it's just a bit, it's just a bit weird, mate. And it's just like it's just been the strangest twelve hours.
0: It's a bizarre twelve hours, mate.
1: I don't even know what to make of it. And I, I, I'm obviously going to chuck this letter away, but it's obviously kept it for the for the purpose of the podcast. And even holding it's making me feel a bit weird. I don't do, know, me, it's just do,
0: do me a favour when you chuck the letter away, chuck the shoes away as well, Kino. Do the right thing.
1: They've gone. I'm wearing them to West Ham, mate.
0: Oh, no, you're not. No, 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 no. no. Crusting out. Um, the, the problem is, uh,
1: my dearest Rosalind did buy me those trainers. Um, oh, I And the nice know. trainers. If I can't get the smell out in the next... Couple cleans and washes, mm. they're, they're gone. I'm not going to you know, you can them.
0: tumble dry them as well. Yeah, no, I'm That's my, that's
1: my next port of call. That's, that's
0: your go to. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna. I, I also don't want to
0: just sacrifice the size because you're going to be down a size and sheer when you open them up. But, but still, that's that's your only go to, mate. Because it's that, always going to be, it's always going to linger.
1: I don't have a wash washer's not a dryer as well. It's not a washer dryer, it's only a washer. It's mm.
0: mm. um, okay, you can dry them outside.
1: I, I'll stick them in a wash dryer. Yeah, I reckon that. The problem is, I don't want to. I mean, there isn't really anything on them anymore. It's just the smell, so it's not going to leave any muck in the bottom of my washer. My clothes are going to start smelling of it. That's the only thing that scares me if I put them in the wash.
0: Oh, brilliant! I tell you what, mate, I've got to applaud that. I've got to applaud. That's magnificent. That is magnificent. Absolutely. I feel sorry for you, mate. I feel sorry for you. Um, Should we move on?
1: I don't know how we. I don't know how we do it, but let's try.
0: Uh, I don't know. Let me try and find a segue. Well, talking about stinking the place out. wolves uh, <laughs> nil. Manchester City three. Um, <sighs> Kino, what's what's uh, what, what what's going on? What what do we do? Like, take Man City, okay? Take Man City. No one, no one gave him a hope in hell. I don't I don't care. It's a 3-0 defeat to Manchester City. That's always going to happen. They're world class. They're a different class. They're way above Wolves in everything that they do. And they've, you know, spent billions of pounds and that's absolutely fine as a singular game. Cuz I tried to I was frustrated at the end of the game. I tried to take myself out, out of it and go, well if you're taking that game as a singular game, you can't really be that that upset, really. You know their quality. You are down to ten men as well, but you were losing. You were getting beaten anyway, quite heavily. at Eleven versus eleven. So whether Bruno's going to go and say they play well against ten v eleven, bloody. I don't really care. It's an eleven versus eleven game. They were pretty. They were pretty poor um, on the, on the face of things when it was eleven versus eleven. But you know, as a as a one game, you can throw that away. It is what it is. The problem has been, and the problem it is. is that we've discussed this countless times. It's not this game. It's the six games that have preceded this game. Why there is an an incredible frustration, I think, amongst the majority, I'm not going to say all, but the majority of Wolves fans at the moment over a lot of issues. And we said this. If you don't get, if you don't perform well and get points out of those first five to six games, you are going to be in trouble because you've got a hell of a run and you've got to really get a good result in one of these two to three to four games. Otherwise, the fans are going to start turning. And to be honest, Liam, I think that some of them are starting to turn against Bruno, against the situation, and it's not there, it's not there at all completely, but... Give it two or three or four more games, performance-wise. If it's not there, then I think I think there is a the, we've got a big problem. And some will say there's a big problem already. Three goals in seven games of football is not good enough. Not nowhere near good enough. And when I look at this team and I'm looking at them at the moment and I've seen these games, and you can say we haven't got a striker here or we haven't got a striker there, or this guy's bedding in, or we need more time with this person to get this person fit, or we've just signed him, he needs a few games. Regardless of all of that, collectively, Wolves do not look like a team. They look like a group of very good players who are, who, who literally could not be less of a team. And you can put them in different teams around the world and Champions League teams, and they will they will do great. But this isn't working at this moment in time and, you know, you can talk about international break and getting your team together and working on different aspects. Well, you can't because half of them are across with international teams. So what we got, really, you're going to have two days to prepare a team for what for me is a massive game against West Ham United, who, again, both the lowest scorers in the Premier League, both on three goals, both desperate for a win, desperate for a result. And I think, with the way that things are, are stewing, and it, you know, you you want that extra game, you want another game quickly. You haven't got that now. I think West Ham becomes a massive game. And I know I've, I've I've spoken and I've I've just ranted there a little bit, but I'm trying to get across the frustration from my point of view, and also I think from the fans' point of view with what they're seeing in front of their own eyes. And there's a lot of ways we can go on this, but um, for me, take away the Manchester City result. There's a lot of issues in that team. and I'm not sure whether all of them are going to get solved. Yeah,
1: um, and, and, and for me, these issues all come down to the, the forward line. Um, I think defensively, for the most part, always been very good. In the midfield, again, for the most part, pretty good. I think Nunes is clearly a very good player, but still settling in and probably has got a lot more to offer. Um, but overall, pretty solid uh, from, from the midfield as a whole. And going forward, they can't buy a goal at the moment. Um, too many individuals not stepping up and taking responsibility. Now, the context is that Wolves, yes, are missing focal point, missing a striker, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you've got forwards there that are worth a lot of money, have been bought for a lot of money, and should be stepping up and saying, "Look, I'm the man. That's going to make something happen." And too often it's the wrong decision. Too often it's running into traffic, getting caught in you know your feet getting caught in knots. Um, not I suppose taking the opportunity to get fans off their feet and it it then adds to the atmosphere when Wolves aren't particularly creating anything there's been times against Spurs uh, and at times actually with 10 men against City where Wolves looked after the ball really well and played it through the thirds but did nothing with it so that's when Bruno's comments about there's not many teams in the world that did what or can do what we did against City with 10 men but that rubs fans up the wrong way when they haven't done anything with the ball. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can look after the ball against a team that is two, three, nil up and cruising and not getting out of first gear. You can look after the ball then with 10 men and you know get nothing from the game. But it doesn't really mean much uh, as far as I'm concerned. You have to do something with it. Um, and in some ways, look, I think the results are massively important in the short term and the long term. Obviously they are. But in some ways... Performance against West Ham feels in some ways more crucial. I don't know if that might be slightly naive, but it just feels that if they go there and they draw another blank and they don't really come close to scoring again and they don't look threatening or dangerous... That's a that's a real concern. It's already a concern, but I think that becomes a real concern for me. Um, I, I I
0: mean I'm gonna have to di- I'm gonna have to nip in that. I, I disagree with you slightly, Liam. Um I think that the performance has to be better and I think that's one of the frustrations I guess coming out of the Man City game if we're gonna have any takeaways, is they didn't really compete. They didn't get stuck in, they didn't give themselves it was so easy for for Manchester City. They hardly got out of third gear, um second gear really, and you could talk like you say about about City and them doing well against ten men, but to be honest, they didn't really push it. They, if, if City wanted to push it, I think they could have scored another three or four on that on that day. But for me against West Ham, Liam, I think it goes more than than performance. I, I, I think they're past having a a go. They've got to. I think the results massive against against West Ham. I really do. They can't. You, you can't tell me they can go there, play well, get stuck in, and get beat three two, and, and people will be like, oh, okay, well at least they had a go. I think I think that the squad and and, and what they've assembled now, I think that's not good enough still. No, I agree. I know
1: You're right. But I do think the feeling around it is slightly better. If it, We're talking you know, slim hypotheticals here, but if they you know, they go there, they batter West Ham and they're 1-0 up and West Ham get a 94th minute equaliser and it's a 1-1 draw. I think it, it, the fan base, it, the feeling around it is slightly better. Yes, it's frustrating, but it's slightly better. Um. The, the result's massive, of course it is, but the the performance, I, I do think that, that in some ways holds a slightly more weight for this one-off game because they're Does just performance, showing...
0: Is the performance more important than scoring goals? They've got three goals in seven games. So if they perform well and they get a 1-1 draw or a 0-0? No,
1: I think, I think for me I'm putting performance and scoring goals okay. s- sort of into the same bracket really. Um, no, I don't expect Wolves to go there and score 5-6, but you have to go there and, you know... Start to be a bit more, bit more threatening going forward, and they're and they're offering nothing. I think I don't think Neto suits playing on the right side. Um, Daniel Pedence I feel sorry for him because he's the victim of, of circumstance really, and is having to play, uh, having to play through the middle as a false nine. He's much suited playing off the striker or, or out on the right. Um, Guedes had a, a good couple games early on joining Wolves, but I think has dipped since then. Hasn't really shown much. Um, and I'm not sure, you know, the likes of Nunes and Matino are necessarily getting close enough to them either to, to create anything. So, um, and the, the Neto situation is a weird one because he he's trying to force something. You know, he cuts inside, has a shot. He, he's trying to force something, but it's too often the wrong decision. It's too often a late decision. It's running into traffic, as I say, getting caught in knots when he's he's trying to get out of a tight area, and it's just not quite. He looks frustrated, and it's not quite coming off for him. So, all of that together uh, culminates in in a team that you know can't buy a goal and it didn't even come close really against, well, he's, uh, he's, against he's a
0: City. shadow he's a shadow Liam at the moment um, and the problem is is that i think in in a in the best case scenario you take you take Pedro Neto out and he he needs taking out but when you a strike when you haven't got a striker well i say you haven't got a striker that's another that's another gripe of mine i think this is going to be a
1: i know what you're going to say and i'm going to agree with you as well
0: you can't say to me, Well, we haven't got a strike, we've got to play three, four, nines, boo-hoo, boo-hoo. Unlucky we haven't we are, we know we're missing Diego Costa, we signed a week ago, we are missing Raul Jimenez. Sorry, did you not sign a £30 million pound striker in Huang he Chan? Like, I know he's struggled, um, but you're the ones who have got him on loan, you're the ones who have signed him. So don't give me the whole I haven't got a central striker, because you've got a strike on the bench who can play up front, who can give you a bit of height, who's who's got an assist on the first game of the season against Leeds and knocked down to Padents. Um, and can hold the ball up a little bit better than what the other three can. So uh, that, that frustrates me more when they say they haven't got a striker. Yeah, it might not be the top draw striker that you want. We don't know what costa is going to do. We don't. We, you know, it could be it could be absolutely useless. You don't know. You, you've got no idea. We know that Raúl Jiménez isn't isn't been there or thereabouts. You've got Sasha who's out for nine months or whatever. So so, d- but don't don't give me you haven't got a striker because you've signed one at the start of this season for thirteen million quid.
1: I spoke about this in my um, sort of comments after the City game to say that for me... I didn't Huang... sorry, Keno. <laughs> yeah, of course not. Uh, that Huang, for me, deserves deserves the chance now. Um, he's not a out-and-out number nine. He wasn't brought in as a striker, but he is the closest Wolves have got with, with injury issues. And he has played there in the past. And I thought, as you rightly say, he actually did pretty well uh, against Leeds, particularly in the first half, um, playing in that position. And you have to remember, he did that... Off the back of an injury, with very little pre-season and I thought he did okay. He went through a difficult spell, uh, obviously with the the, the penalty miss uh, against Preston, then the the you know giving the last minute goal away against Newcastle. Um, there was a lot of transfer speculation around him, and Bruno sort of took him out of the of, of the limelight, um, probably rightly so. Um, but I think it's time to put him back in there now. He's had an opportunity to 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 get over that and 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 go a bit quieter and take his. Medicine and also take some of the um, the support from the fans. Which, uh, you know, when it, when he came on in the um, in the game, I think it was the Southampton game, wasn't it? When he came on then, so it's now an opportunity I think for him to come back in and start as a as an out and out striker at West Ham. Uh, that's one hundred percent the option I would take.
0: Um, that's he- that's obviously assuming that. Raoul Jimenez isn't fit. It uh, yeah, looks, looks like he's not going to be fit and Diego Costa, you would have thought that at best case scenario, I mean he will be at Compton, obviously, which is a, a bonus for the next couple of weeks that he will probably be ready, you would you would assume to, to come off the bench at West Ham. Yeah,
1: Brennan was talking about him hopefully being ready for the bench against West Ham. We'd be surprised to see anything anything other than that. You know, he's I don't think he's ready to start a game. With Raoul, we're probably looking at a realistic timeline of maybe the Chelsea game the following week, um if all goes well. I mean, he did come back quite quickly from the MCL. I know it's a a different injury, but he did come back quite quickly from that. So if he recovers quicker than than expected, um, or equally, it could be longer than expected, you never know with injuries. But that's probably a sort of a realistic timeline. Um, So in that case, if that's what we're expecting, for me, Hwangi Chan starts uh, as a striker. And if I'm honest, I, I take Pedro Neto out for one game because I don't think the same player could underperform for so many games in a row and still continue to play 90 minutes. Um, I think he'll benefit from coming out of the side and being introduced as, as a substitute during that game as well. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, that's what I do. I think I think Quang's earned that chance and I think Pedro needs we need to take it out of the uh, the spotlight a little bit.
0: So the other option Bruno's got, and, uh, and I must admit when, when Matis Nunes was, was bought... I thought this would definitely be the case. And, and look, I think Nunes has been fine. I, I, he's, he definitely, he's definitely got levels that he can get to. But um, I think there's enough... Uh, I've seen enough there to think that he will be very strong. He doesn't look out of place whatsoever. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not, not Some things aren't quite coming off for him, but that's just a team that are playing a team that's devoid of confidence at this moment in time. But when we bought Nunes, I thought, thank goodness, Jean Moutinho is going to get finally get that rest. He's going to get that rest. You can't keep playing Joao Moutinho week in week out. You know, whether he's been left out of the Portugal squad to give others a go or or, or, or form or whatever, but but for me, that was always going to be the case. We've got a world-class central midfielder here, right? Jean Moutinho maybe play play, you know, once every two or three weeks, you know, and then you can have him on the bench for the following week or if it's a midweek game, you can have him on the bench. And he continues to play three in midfield. Now, look, he's been incredible for Wolves and he continues to be to to, to be very useful when needed. But I'm sorry, Liam. Um, I couldn't... I was staggered, again, thinking about this game, that jean Moutinho was actually played in it. I did not see him once. He was absolutely anonymous. Now, if you're going to play and you want to score goals and you're going to try and change it because it's not working as it, as, it, as it is at the moment in time for me you take Mutinho out Neves and Nunes are quite capable as two central midfielders playing as a two you play three you know Pedenz in behind a striker with the other two on the left or the right and you try and give yourself an extra man going forward but you've still got that solidity in midfield for me um, I don't think you need to play three in midfield every single week why does it have to be three in midfield? I really do think that Mutinho again needs needs taking out a little bit because um, for me he's not done a lot.
1: It's uh, it's almost like uh, you, you know you've read my mind here, and we're not professional enough to to uh, prepare this podcast. So it's a pure coincidence um, that I was exactly going to mention th- th- this point to be honest. Because for me, Nunes is getting caught in, albeit it's a different formation, a kind of similar role. To what then Donker was being caught in last season when they were playing uh they were playing the three five two and he was playing as a third midfielder which was a hybrid winger and he was coming into the sort of in between the lines in those spaces and Nunez is being dragged into those same spaces and I feel has been ineffective at times and, and not really being utilized. Um I, I completely agree the the 4-2-3-1 looked um potent in in pre-season pre season is a different beast of course, but I thought it you know, it looked good. And Pedence really suits that role. I think what has slightly Howard Wolves back and, and Bruno back is that um obviously they've had the, the striker issues. I think if if Rao was consistently fit or they had Kalajic or they had uh, Diego David Costa, whoever it might be, they may have made that switch in in one or two of the games already. Um however, I thought that playing away at Bournemouth was gonna be the the, the the you know the game to do that and and they didn't happen. It's that they played the three midfield again, which seemed like a big mistake to make at the time. So, um, I would definitely play that. You've got to remember, Nunes played in a in a two in, in that pivot role for for Sporting. Is more than capable of doing that. Um, I think he can still affect the game from that area as well, uh, and in some ways affect the game more because he's coming from a, a, a sort of a more linear position in terms of his in terms of his runs. Um, and then just having someone like Pedros playing off a striker, I think, suits really well. Uh, I know we'll get on to West Ham, but they'll play a, 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 you know, a similar formation to that as well. And I think it could it could definitely play to Wolves', Wolves benefit. So I'm surprised they haven't done that sooner. Perhaps when a striker is back fully fit and hopefully firing, that maybe that switch will come sort of more regularly. But um, I don't think you need to play three midfield every week. And Moutinho, as good as he is, as good as he has been, I thought I agree with you. I thought the game passed him by um, against City, as it did, as it has done once or twice this season. Um, albeit he's still obviously a very good player but I think they need to make that switch because it just adds a slightly different dimension different dynamic to Wolves' his, his attack and at the moment they need any dynamic they can get to be honest to score goals
0: It's um, it is worrying for me um, look we can't, we've got to discuss it there's a lot of people um, look social media is not always the best um, the best needle to, to assess but who who say that that Bruno's they want Bruno out they want Bruno ready to go now you know from what you've understand Bruno's not not in any danger whatsoever of losing his job I just wonder I do feel that um, and I, and I agree and I, I I completely agree with that philosophy um, I don't think he should be I think they're quite lucky that Liverpool was called off to be honest because you have got mm. Liverpool on the back of a um, of a bad defeat and and the frustrations you could you could have couldn't couldn't see anything else but Liverpool win to be honest. And if you're coming back and you've got beat by Liverpool, you've got beat by Man City, and you go into West Ham. Now, you know there's an issue. There's an issue there. I think if they, I think West Ham's a very important game, not um, in the fact of okay this is make or break. I, I don't believe that. But I think if they do get beat by West Ham, it's impossible not to start looking to see right. We might need to re potentially looking at reassessing where we're going as a football club what's the, and I'm not saying about the manager but I'm saying what's the priorities now for this season because they won't get let, let's say they lose at West Ham they're not getting into Europe this season now it's very disappointing to me to even say that um, if they got beat by West Ham but the likelihood is they're probably not going to get into Europe through the, through the league qualification anyway you know if they get beat um, and I know it's early on in the day but you kind of look at the writings on the wall there they're not they're not competing are they I mean goodness me Bournemouth are two points ahead of them this, at this moment in time it can all turn around. No, it can turn around, <laughs> Liam, but. but you know, they, they can't. Like, Liam, they've scored three goals in seven games. No, you right. know, if you're going to get European qualification, you're probably going to have to score, realistically, 38 game season. You know, you've lost your centre back now for three games, which we'll come on to in a little bit. You're going to probably have to score 50, 60 goals. They've scored three. They've scored three. Now, this isn't turning around and they're going to start, you know smashing teams to pieces and to be honest I don't think they're going to win too many games 1-0 anymore especially the next two or three so so you've got to think that it's a long shot I think that I think that's pie in the sky this moment in time but what I'm saying to you is you've got to if you go to West Ham and you draw or get beat there's got to be a reassessment of what is a good season for Wolves from the board. Now, if they're thinking, right, let's avoid relegation. Let's not even mean discussion of, of relegation, but let's finish kind of, you know, middle of the table, maybe top top of the bottom half, maybe 13th, 14th is adequate and let's go for the cup competitions. Then that's fine. That's fine. If that's If that's what they're happy with, some of the fans won't be happy with it, then... Bruno, there you go, that's, that's what we need to do this season, we go again next season. It might be a little bit more of a different squad again, but this is what we need you to do this season. And if you fall below that and you drag it into a relegation battle, well then, you know, your job's probably up for, th- up for threat. But if, if there is that anticipation and that hope that, OK, we should be really, let's give ourselves a chance of Europe with seven or eight games to go, and they're a million miles from that, then I think he's got an issue sm- quicker than what maybe people might perceive of of you know what what's working and what's not um where do you see it at this moment in time and do you agree or not with with what i've said does it depend on what the what the board wants and and what their aims are this season or do you think it is more and we know jeff shee absolutely is on social media he completely he looks at everything that's out there he reads everything that's out there every column inch that's out there you know every opinion that's out there. He definitely absorbs everything. It's like a sponge, not just you know in and around the club and watching games and taking games in, but also about what the fans' opinion are. If that turns, if this turns and it becomes toxic, then what do you do? Because once you've lost the fans, then that's an issue. I'm not saying that he has lost the fans at this moment in time, but if they get beat, by, get beat by West Ham or draw, if they get beat by Chelsea a week later, and then they've got Forest, <laughs> oh goodness well, no. me! So so scary, so, scary you know, is not it? The floor, the floor's yours.
1: Yeah, I think um, in terms of the, you know, the club feeling, I think they, they're they aware that there's been uh, a lot of change with the squad. Um, Bruno admitted himself probably a little bit too much change. Um, if, if you're going to you know, put down what your ideal window would be, um, probably slightly too much. But they they understand there's been a big change, not just system, but the number of players that came in, the numbers of players that went out. And they're prepared to, to allow Bruno to build... You know, currently what he's got. Um, the problem is things, as you say, change quickly. You lose to you lose to Chelsea, and as soon as the fan base turns to that toxic level, as you described it, the the pressure's on. Then not just on Bruno, but it's on for decisions to be made. Um, if you're going to ask me personally, I do think Bruno has bought himself a bit more time. Um, and we were talking in the, in a previous podcast about. The, the writing on the wall really probably coming back end of october if you consider that the world cup break is then only a few weeks after that um i can see a you know a very feasible situation where where he gets until that break uh, it also gives a lot of clubs not just wolves a lot of clubs an, ex- uh, an an excuse rather to to make a decision in that six week break as well so i can see that being a realistic um a, re- a realistic sort of target uh, or something to look out for um but in the short term, at the same time, Bruno needs results and performances. Now they both come hand in hand, really, don't they? Um, individuals have to start showing more going forward, and I would argue a couple of the the decisions tactically and perhaps even uh, in terms of substitutions um, could 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 be better. I think we spoke about the four two three one. For me, that's that's one that that I would look at. Um, I would certainly look at making a couple of changes early. However, against City, they were bogged down with injuries, obviously with Troyori not being available, or Dharma Traore, that is. Um, So for me, I think Bruno has earned more time purely because of what we've seen in the past, what we know of him as as a character, and the kind of work and detail that he goes into, and the context of the massive transition the squad's had. But at the same time, he is... Very arguably a, a better squad than last season, and again, very arguably the best Wolf squad um, in living memory for a lot of people. Certainly well, for that, me,
0: that's it, and, and I think that's the issue there. Exactly.
1: So that, that's that's the thing that's gonna that's gonna play against him because he's got the players there to do it. Now there are certain there are certain intricacies within this. I think, for example, they missed out on a uh, on bringing another centre back. And now, obviously, with Collins being suspended, that is highlighted even more. Uh, I think Bruno's been slightly let down there. I think he needed—they needed to bring another sense back in. Um, they shouldn't have let Bolly go if they weren't going to get. Uh, or, or, well, they should have let Bolly go just in case that the Dawson one didn't come off, and then let him go once that's done. Essentially, the same way that West Ham did it. Uh, obviously, that didn't—you know it's not the way it played out. Um, Small things like that, I think, you know, obviously played against him. He didn't want to let Dendonka go, for example, and he did go. Uh, he wanted to keep Roman size, so that didn't happen. Small things like this um, that play some part in the story, uh, definitely. But overall, this squad is well, the easiest, best Wolf squad in my lifetime for many people, and certainly a better squad than last season, I would argue. So. Um, once and it also, it's he's had a massive say in building it in his own vision as well, moving away from the Nuno era of the formation and the kind of uh, the kind of players that that you know were were played in that system as well, um, and a lot of the, you know, the big characters have moved on as well. So Bruno's built this team in his own vision. He's had that opportunity. The, the board have backed him in in that sense, and it hasn't really delivered so far. So there are things playing for and against him. Me personally, I think he earns he's earned more time. But you are looking at the Forest game. You are looking at the Leicester game. Well, the, actually, Palace midweeks after that, and then the Leicester game. I think Brighton it might be after that as well. Into the end of the month, um, those games feel like you know when you accumulate the results and the and, and, and the uh, and the points from those games. Once they've happened, they feel like they could be really telling for me.
0: When you say telling, Liam. I um, mean, you go on and, and and go past that Forest game. Um, if they, if they don't beat West Ham and then they get beat at Chelsea. Do you think Nottingham Forest could be an absolute huge game for Bruno Large?
1: Yeah, um, I, re- I really do think it is. Now, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, as far as I'm aware, uh, the, you know, the people I've spoken to is that you know he, he will, they, they, you know, they give Bruno the credit for what he's done so far and and believe he's earned the time and the, the opportunity to to create something and build what he's trying to do because there's a, there's a clear vision of what he wants to do. But it's just not quite happening yet, um, but. Football clubs, other clubs, have jumped a lot quicker than um, than this you know, current situation now. So, I I can see that being a big game. I really can. It, you know, obviously the context is massive. It depends what happens in the next couple. Um, and I I will stick by the point that the performance in these next couple is just as big, if not bigger, than the result. Um, but yeah, that Forest game feels feels a big one. You know, you, the last thing you want is. Morgan Gibbs White and Willie Bolly having a having a having a stormer,
0: and at Mullen you as well. You know, like you think that if it is going to turn and vocally, then that and they haven't got the results they wanted to in the previous two games before that, and things don't go according to plan at home against Forest, who who look absolutely horrific. That that could be the game where. Um, I'm not saying going into the game, but I'm saying like during the game that's been like, okay, there's an issue here. There's a massive issue here, and I hope I hope for Bruno because I, I like Bruno a lot and I think he's done a lot of good things at this football club. I, I, I'm I'm hope that that will turn it around before that. But three goals is not going to cut it in seven games. You're going to have to start getting plays, and you can blame it on strikers, you can blame it on injuries, you can blame it on whatnot. That's not going to keep you your job if you continue to score that amount of goals. Regardless of who's out and who's not, I, I don't. I don't see the board looking at that at the end of the season if they're in a relegation battle and going, "Oh, okay." Well, you know they haven't got. You know, Raoul's not what he used to be, and and Sasha's injured and and out for a while. I, I, it's just that's just not how football works, and it's a results game, and he knows that as well. He's not daft. He knows that as well. Um, now. And by the way, I think that they will get results in the next three games, or at least two of the next three. I really, I, I do believe that. I think they'll beat Forest. I think, I think, the, I think they'll at least draw with West Ham, if not beat them. West Ham look a shadow of themselves at the moment. It's an important game. Chelsea, anything's a bonus, to be honest. But you know, again, they've they've not been great by any means this season. Although new manager bounce, et cetera. Et cetera. Um, now the caveat to that, and the most worrying thing for me, um, coming into this game, going into this game, or leaving this game. It's almost worse losing. I don't know what's worse, losing the game or losing James, um, Nathan Collins. For, <laughs> Nathan, I know I've done so that. well recently. Or losing Nathan Collins for three matches because take away the game that you're probably going to get beaten anyway. You were getting beat with Nathan Collins, you were getting beat without Nathan Collins. Throw it aside. Nathan Collins has been fantastic. He's been a Rolls Royce. Him and Kilner have been a revelation. Now, if we're talking about a period in the next three games that are crucial, and Wolves have relied on their defence to to get them points because the attack's been so poor, and you're taking one out of those two crucial pieces out of the mix for the next three games, three crucial games for me, and you haven't recruited, and have let Connor Cody go, and you've let Willie Bolly go, and you've got, you know, Yersa Muscara, who's not played a Premier League minute yet, or you've got, you know, um, it's got his name, Totti Gomez. Totti Gomez, who, if he's going to come in, has done pretty well, massively overachieved, but did 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 fantastic well when needed. And if you bring him in, then you're going to have to switch it a little bit because of positions and sides. You're asking potentially, potentially, ha- what what. Future the manager's going to have here on three games without your central best, your best central defender, and you just don't know how that's going to how that's going to be. Like Totti Gomez and Max Kilman, I mean, it could be fine, but it it might not be as well. And these could be three crucial games. So what a what a what a desperate time to lose probably you know your, your best centre back.
1: Yeah, the, the timing of it is terrible. I think losing him is way worse than losing three lose goals him. a game. It's different, but you're not. <laughs> yeah. Losing him is uh, way worse than losing the game to City. You know, City a ridiculous outfit. You're always expected to lose, and anything that you get other than that is a bonus. So um, losing Collins was was terrible. I mean, he can't have any any complaints with it. It was a, it was a horrendous uh, tackle. But um, yeah, losing him is massive. And, and for my money, you do bring um, Totti Gomez in. Um, I think he in his five or six appearances was excellent in all but one. I think Brentford away he was a little bit shaky. The rest of them I thought he was brilliant. Um, he's a, he's a, a great athlete, um, quick, good with his feet, good in the air. I I, I really do rate him as a, as a centre-back. The problem is of course his experience. He's only had a, as a handful of games as I said and being, him being the left-footed and left-sided central defender means that you know, him coming in moves Kilman over to the right. Now Kilman's more than capable of doing that. We've seen him do it for a massive chunk of last season, uh, albeit in a different formation, but you know, the, you know, the same role. And I can I can see that being the, the best course of action. Um, not involved last scared... night either or, or either of them. Saying?
0: not involved last night either of them.
1: No, no, exactly. Um, I, I'd have thought that maybe one, maybe and may have got but a couple of minutes. But you know, if one of them
0: gets. I was surprised get though, because I mean, you know, it's thirteen games. I mean, yeah, I understand that you've got no centre-back, so you've got to wrap them in cotton wool. But surely a game, twelve to thirteen days outside of um, outside of West Ham United gives you a chance for them to get a little bit of a few minutes under under the feet. And if you took them off at sixty, and you know, you, you could you know assess to see who, who was doing well and who looked good and who looked fit. I'm, I'm very surprised, unless there's a different story or a different reason behind it why why they weren't uh, available. Like I understand. God, we can't have any more injuries otherwise we're absolutely knackered but at the same time you know you've got to you've got to let them go at some point
1: yeah I mean they obviously have to play don't they um that's the only issue is that they you know you don't want to be too rusty but at the same time if you know if one or both of them played last night and pick up a knock or whatever it might be I can understand the club's decision there because it becomes a real nightmare if there's any any issues any issues with them um like if Yerson comes in from the start, i would be very surprised. Um, he he's sh- he shown a lot of promise, but he had big injuries and he had a few shaky performances for the twenty threes last season. Um, I'm not quite sure he's ready for Premier League football. Totty, I thought you know, as I said, did really well, but is inexperienced, and it means moving Kilman over. Doesn't mean the Kilman is going to perform badly, as I've already explained. But I, you know, upsetting the apple cart, if you will, if that's the right phrase, is never you know the right thing to do uh, if you can avoid it. So. Um, Look, it's not ideal, and you needed that Craig Dawson deal to get over the line. It didn't happen, and you have to now play with what you've got. Um, I, I can't see them making any moves elsewhere. I'd be surprised because it's not a long-term injury or anything like that with with Collins. So, uh, and with obviously the break coming up fairly soon in November, um, Totti comes in, I think, and uh, and they and they stick with Fort at the back. I'd I say. Mm. Um, I mean, there's
0: another, there's another there's another train of thought, isn't there? And and that's. Um... Regardless of what happens, they'll stick to Bruno until the international, until, until the World Cup, and then they've got, you know, you've got five, six weeks to, to reassess to see what's going on. Um, it, it gives clubs a
1: good excuse, doesn't it? It's not yeah. just Wolves; it's any club that you know they've got a great opportunity and excuse to to make a decision in that period of time. Um, and this isn't really a Wolf comment; this is a, a comment overall for clubs that might wait until that time, but you, you don't want to wait too long. That's but, that's, that's the problem, and some and clubs that- will do that.
0: And that's the thing, you know. Like, like I say, worst case scenario, they lose to West Ham, they lose to, they lose to Chelsea, and then let's say, God forbid, they lose or, or or maybe even draw to, to Forest. You know, Wolves are in the bottom three. Are they in the bottom three at this moment? I assume that they are. Oh, just outside. The just outside, three. yeah. So that's saying they're in the bottom three by then, and they didn't, and they don't beat Forest, and they haven't got another win in three games. Then you know you you've got to take into account, fan and football fan opinion, don't you? You have to, especially when it, if it, if it's vociferous at the at. Um, Molyneux, and uh, and that's the issue. And that look, end of the day, it's a results business and they've got to get results and they've got to start scoring goals. And like I say, you've got to start getting a tune out of these plays. And, and for me, gone are the kind of, I'm not saying they're excuses, but okay, well, they need to bed in here, they need to bed in there. You know, Bruno's made some mistakes as well, tactically and, and on the field. And, and, and you know, in, in press comments as well sometimes, you, you know, I don't think he gets his... What he wants to say across, particularly one, well. I think that irks, like you said earlier on in the podcast, some some people and rubs people up the wrong way. I, th- I think th- there just need to be a little bit of taking stock, and there also needs to be someone who is going to start stepping up in this team because too many people are hiding on that pitch, Liam. And we we talked about this when Connor Cody left, and I'm not for one one second saying Connor Cody should be back in. Although let's be honest a Cody, if he was available, would be would be back would be playing against West Ham if he hadn't if he hadn't played a game yet. That's 100 percent certain. Whether it was a back four or a back three. There's not too many vocal people out there. They look um they look soft a little bit. They look like they've got a soft underbelly, and we've talked about Diego Costa coming in and maybe adding that to them, but but there's no real vocal leaders on that pitch. And can you do it without having vocal leaders? Yeah, I think you possibly can. But you look at teams like Arsenal, maybe there's not too many vocal, vocal leaders there. But everybody knows their position. Everybody knows the way they play. Everybody knows, you know, they're they're, they're so well run and so well drilled that they're making runs. And, and the way that they play is very much a team style. They're playing as a team. This is not a team at this moment in time. And he's got to get them make. He's got to get them playing as a team sooner rather than later. Otherwise, there are going to be some serious issues there for me.
1: Yeah, and at times they do look like that because we've spoken about those you know, periods of play when they're looking after the ball really nicely and they're turning possession over and and it's all very cute. Um, but they get to the final third and it crumbles. Not many, or not enough players, rather um, taking risks, occupying the right spaces, making the right runs. And that all accumulates into a team that has very little chances on goal, let alone scores many goals. Um, the focal point of a striker, yes, that adds something to it. But these are, you know, very intelligent international footballers. who can still make the right runs to get into spaces. Now, Daniel Pudence is not the, and I, by the way, I do think he's been a little bit, um, yeah, victim of circumstance, really, and having in the position he's been playing. But He's not the biggest, as we know, uh, you know, imposing figure, but he can still make those runs in between, um, in between centre halves, and, and occupy the, the, the kind of spaces where, with a little bit of luck, at times, you know, you get an opportunity on goal, and you might score a goal. Um, at the same time, you create your own luck by getting into those those uh, those positions. Um, you know, you, Neto or Guedes might pick the ball up and look for someone to aim to, and there's there's no one there, and that also comes in the midfielders. There's no one. Making those those late runs, or if they are, it's far too far too late. <laughs> ironically, um, it's it's, are the, are it's the players too letting disjointed. Bruno down. Yeah, the, the, there's many of them that are, that are. I think defensively, not really, but um, there's many of the forward players and a couple of midfielders for me that that are at the moment. Because it comes down to really some of the individual. As you've said and I said earlier in the podcast, it's individual performances. Um, a lot of them haven't quite been there, and then that. Culminates in too many individuals on the pitch, and not a three-flowing, forward-thinking team. They play as a team when it suits them, and then going forward, um, at too many hiding. I think is the right way to put it, as you've already said.
0: It's, it's funny, isn't it? Because you know, some people throw last season out the window, saying, "Well, he was—he wasn't giving any backing whatsoever," and so this is a, starting afresh. And so, of course, it's ridiculous to even talk about seven games into a season and someone's job potentially being at risk. But then there's a lot of people who have understood and, and, and kind of said, well, yeah, I get that. But look at the last 10 games of last season. There's that carryover, isn't there, into this season. You can't help but have that, even though he wasn't given the the kind of, you know, the tools to, to be able to, to put that formation together when he talked about that so much and, you know, sometimes a bit too passionately and maybe had to get reined in a little bit going, okay, well, let's not be too honest here. I understand you're frustrated, however, but they have given him the tools, they have given him this. So, you know, he's talked and talked and talked about having the tools to be able to to put this formation, to have this attacking style. I mean, Liam, Wolves aren't a good team to watch. I mean, they haven't been a good team to watch for a few years now, to be honest. They're not a particularly attractive team to watch. They might knock it about nicely, but they're not... I mean, I haven't, I haven't really watched a game where I've gone, wow, what a great game of football this season. I tell you what, that was a pleasure to watch. Now, look, I watched, I watched the Spurs game against Leicester. Leicester are bottom of the table with one point. I tell you what, Leicester are playing a damn sight better than Wolves in a lot of periods of play. I know they've only got one point this season, but they're probably. I would expect Leicester to finish above Wolves this season as it stands, which sounds ridiculous to say. But um, but they've got they've got goals in them. They've got goals, and, and you know goals are going to get you points. At this moment in time, it's just it's just it's just not a good watch. It's not a good look. And I mean, uh, entertainment value for me is a two or a three out of ten, and that's not that's not talking about points. That's just talking about a visual spectacle.
1: Yeah, I, I can't really argue with it, and, and it comes down to this this um, long standing issue of too many of all these players don't have a particularly good record of scoring goals mm. um, they haven't got high numbers now a lot of them are, you know, have short careers because of their age or there's different <laughs> mitigating factors with some of them um, but you have to turn that around and sometimes in, individuals take have to take responsibility for their own careers and a couple of them are maybe a little comfortable um, mm. I think that's probably fair. Uh, I won't. I won't in this particular comment. I won't name any. Um, but I do think that a couple of them maybe are a little bit comfortable and will have a good game or two here and then take three or four off and come Some back. Just people when got an eye in the World them. Cup. Um, do you think that's it or not?
0: I don't, think that's
1: not it. I, I don't think that's. No, I wouldn't say that's. A, 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 I mean, obviously they're going to be aware of it. It'll be on their mind. But I don't think it's that really holds them back from 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 playing for, for, your, for your club because I mean the, the other side of the coin is that if they don't play well they don't get into the squad mm. to, to go so mm. um, no I don't think that plays into it but I just think there's a couple that are just too comfortable and, and when you don't put that kind of pressure and expectations on yourself I don't think it's whether it comes from anywhere else or not it's going to make much of a difference to you um, I think you have to put that pressure on yourself first and expect that from yourself and I, I think a couple of them are a little bit too comfortable
0: yeah I think I think you're right. Um, last word for me before we move on. Um, it has it's already run longer than I thought, but. It's, there's definitely a big topic there. Then I think you know, obviously, has offshoots of discussion points, and hopefully we've kind of explained or at least at least talked about things that are, that when you're listening that have been on your mind or the questions that you've had to ask. So hopefully that's helped you out a little bit, and maybe maybe you agree with Liam, maybe you agree with me, maybe you agree with both. But um, there are definitely things that that Wolves need to improve very very quickly. The last thing I want to say, and and I don't think Bruno's been helped out with players. I really don't. How some of these guys are getting international calls, by the way. Some that was Pedro Neto got a Portuguese call up. They watched his games recently. Goodness me! I mean, I love Pedro Neto, but crikey! It's absolutely crazy how some of these people are off. You know, off in international squads this week. Um, one person who I was stunned wasn't in that starting lineup against Man City was was Nelson Semedo. I could not believe it. And you look at the game and, and look you know and especially you, know, you look at you look at Aitnori, who's he's had a mixed season let's to 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 be fair he's had a mixed been, been a mixed bag when i've seen him this season after having a, a stunning pre-season for me it was crying out for nelson Semedo on the right and johnny johnny back at left you know you saw that i mean the opening goal after 55 seconds Grealish, all everything was coming down the left hand side and it was it, west uh, man city a fantastic, and they, you know they're overloading all the time but looked like it was men against boys and you just think if Johnny's there then he's got that bit more defensive solidity and then you've got someone like Nelson Semedo who's going to get forward who you know you're going to have to score goals in this game you can't you can't come and set back you know set back and, and kind of hope for a clean sheet or, or to concede one and maybe nick a goal it's not how you're going to beat Man City so the fact that they didn't have a go but but not playing one of your best fullbacks um, and I know he's had an injury and you've been looking after him and he's playing 60 minutes here and then then maybe 30 minutes there then he's played 70 minutes but It should be that game was ready for him. I would have thought to start and probably played ninety, but if not, give him seventy at least.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised uh, Samer didn't start against City. Um, And you know, I have to point out the the obvious um, sort of defensive solidity that he would bring, but also potentially by taking Aitnori out. And then ironically, Aitnori, yes, not the best first half, but I thought was much better second half. And I thought Johnny had a a really poor game, to be honest. Um, all you know, all across the pitch, both halves. I thought he was really off the boil, and he's been like that on a couple of occasions this season. So, um, if Savannah doesn't really nail down that spot sooner rather than later, then I'll be very surprised. I think he had to be eased into it, and and of course coming off at Bournemouth and then, uh, you know, having a game or two off and playing minutes here and there because of the severity of the the injury he had. But I'll be shocked if he doesn't make that his own a good few weeks before the, the break, way before the break to be honest. Uh because I I think he's Wolf's best best fullback by by long chalk, to be honest, which at one point I wouldn't have said. Um but I think the last maybe six months or so, um, or particularly, you know, October through to February of last season as well, on top of that, um, on, in terms of Sumado's performances, um, yeah, I think I think he's shown that he's He's definitely improved, and he's and he's getting to grips with with Bruno's system and what he wants. But the injury just was, was a massive, you know, massive blow for him. He comes into my squad or my starting eleven rather um, every every week, to be honest. And I think he'll make that his own pretty soon.
0: All right, brilliant. Uh, thanks, Steve. like I say, sorry we've gone on a little bit, but I think I think we, we had a fair bit to discuss. So hopefully, hopefully we got all that across. Right, uh, word for my sponsors, Kettle and Toaster Man. Uh, so many appliances, Liam. I, I met our Mr. Kettle and Toasterman, actually on uh, on Saturday at the game. A lovely gentleman. We're looking to to go and uh, go to the warehouse soon. We'll be exploring all the different products. And you're after an air fryer, Kino. So, so hopefully we can we can go there. We'll be recording the podcast, I think, there in the in the, in the near future as well. So, so looking forward to that. KettleandToasterMan.co.uk, um, Kino. I, I've got to admit, we're both very talented individuals. But there's there's definitely one thing. Um, that both I think our better halves in Alana and Rosie are better than us at and, and there's not a lot of things but but one thing that they are definitely better than us at laundry and, <laughs> um, and uh, there are some fantastic bargains at Kettle and Toaster Mall. some incredible steam irons um, but for me and this is hands up this is this is this this has been a revelation for me I think you might have seen it in, in action actually Kino um, but when I go away if we're in pre-season or I go on a little mini tour a little mini um Holiday, a little vacay, which I will be going on on, uh, on Friday. I'm looking forward to it. Um, uh, by the way, no podcast next week, so we'll be previewing West Ham here. So this is this is to, to last you over for the next nine days. Hence, we're going a bit longer. Hey-ho. Um, a steamer, a portable steamer, Liam Keane. It changes your life, especially the amount of shirts that you carry. Won't be going on to that again. subject. But, you know, take a little portable steamer with you in your suitcase, plug it in. Little adapter as well if you're abroad and fill it up with a little bit of water from the kitchen sink and you're good to go. Creases have gone. It's a no brainer. For me, for me, you know, rather than an I, no one wants an iron and get an ironing board out of a hotel. I wouldn't know where to start to be honest. I wouldn't even know how to get the ironing board out. But a steamer, plug it in, one minute, full steam, a quick, you know, once over the shirt, absolutely beautiful. I'd pay 60, 70 quid for that. Kino, £21.99. For a Swan portable garment steamer. You're having a laugh. It's, it's, honestly, twenty. I genuinely cam-
1: have wanted yeah. one of these as well. I'm not even joking. I've Mate, it's unbelievable. About well.
0: it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. You can you can go you can upgrade to a T-File access steam minute, thirty quid. But these are the these are things that you need in your suitcase if you're travelling abroad. So uh, get yourself down Keltontoserman.co.uk. Also, football prizes 7:30 tonight. Steve Bull signed England shirt. Uh, we talked about it last week. It closes at 7.30 tonight. Make sure you get involved. There uh, are two instant win prizes as well. Uh, £3.95, 10% discount code. If you type in Wolves Pody, all in caps, 7.30 tonight, that closes. Liam Keane, should we take some questions from the beautiful people?
1: Let's do this.
0: Okay, here we go. Um, I mean, there's a lot of Bruno questions, I'll be honest. So uh, I'm going to try and avoid some of them. Um, but if there's something that we haven't discussed obviously I will uh, I'll let it go uh, Matt Curry says how many players captain a club as a lone eat Cody captain Everton and st- st- starring in a back four the Premier League's second best defence said it at the time that letting Connor Cody go was a massive mistake was he just too much of Bruno to manage another example that Bruno um, I'm not going to say that but he's, he's, he's being derogatory about Bruno being a manager so um so, yeah, was letting Conor Cody go a massive mistake, Liam? Um, it's difficult to I mean, I, I
1: wouldn't say so at this point, no. Um, I, I think Wolves are, are moving to an era beyond Cody that was always going to come at some point. He was an incredible servant for the club and an excellent footballer and a great captain. Um, but it was always going to be a time when Wolves needed to move beyond that. I, I felt and still do think that for the changes that they have made in terms of system and style that they still needed to make that change with Cody. Um and obviously the move for him was was perfect in terms of family life and, and everything as well. So um no I I still think it was the right decision. If you're going to talk to me about leadership qualities, those kind of things which you you hinted at, there's an argument there. Uh you know, I think there's a there's a discussion to be had about what he adds um in that department and and whether Wolves are missing it, but I think from a footballing point of view I think Wolves, particularly long term, will be better off.
0: Matt Wolf, I uh, generally had a dream last night that I met Nathan Judah. Wow, what a dream that is! Wow. A dream. And you explain that the job isn't how it was described, and basically you just babysit Liam Keen. Is there any truth in that?
1: I'll let you take the floor on this one, my friend. <laughs>
0: I'll
1: let I'll let you answer that one. Goodness me.
0: Um, no, there's, there's no truth in that, uh, Matt, actually, to be honest. I've got to say, and uh, you know, I give him some stick from time to time, um, jokingly, because uh, you've got to have that kind of relationship, especially when you're spending that much time with each other. Mm. Uh, and I'm not Good just point. talking at matches, and we, we, we've lived together for a while now, Liam, um, <laughs> pre season. Um, Liam, Liam is definitely one who I don't need to babysit whatsoever. Can't say that about some people in the past. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but uh, Liam will be will be um, wow. very very will be very very fortunate to have someone like Liam um, at, at this club, and I think he will be a very good journalist for for many years to come so no no babysitting needed it makes my job very easy sometimes um i
1: am now. i'm gonna get emotional that's very uh, very kind of uh, you my friend you i appreciate go. it You're
0: surprised about that when you let's move no on. i know.
1: i knew you i knew you meant it whether whether you you would say it or not as another thing i mean i know i'm brilliant so i you know just gotta <laughs> just got wait for
0: someone to say it uh, oh god here we go uh, alex birch why is some been being kept out the starting lineup do you still have a niggle? Clearly, our best fullback all round. Does does do you think injury would have had a part to play against Man City?
1: Yeah, well, the City one's difficult, um, and, and perhaps it'll, it's a question to, to definitely pose to to Bruno. But um, I think the accumulation of all the games recently has really played its part. It, it was a quite a severe hamstring tear, um, difficult to come back from. So yeah, I can I can that's really the reason. It's that he he needs time to, to come back and play particularly midweek games and then play consistently um City again I slightly surprised he didn't because I was obviously there was no game the week before but I think that's all really played a part in it um and you can imagine there's probably a tactical reason uh he's obviously fit to play because he came off the bench against City it's not that there's a, a nickel that's stopping him from playing um I think it's just an accumulation of the 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 recovery from the injury really
0: uh Guido Climmer says we haven't been able to score reliably since March 2020 yet the defense has been consistent. What is the solution that Nuno was seeking and Bruno can't find either? Would a new manager solve the problem? We are scoring marginally better than I did in high school. <laughs> um, I
1: don't think a new manager solves it. I think you've got a situation where you make the change now the new manager can't make any changes in terms of personnel and then he's going to want his own players in January anyway after Foson have just invested in, and you know brought these players in for, for Bruno. So I don't think it makes much sense to, to make that change at this point. Um, and what they're looking for, I mean Bruno spoke about having that different kind of striker and he brought in Sasha Kalajic and you saw what happened with the injury. Um, it's a terrible look but uh, they're, or, or bad luck rather but they're the um, that's the kind of striker in terms of not just his size but the kind of runs and the spaces he occupies we spoke about it before that Rowley's making too many of the runs towards the far post when the spaces in between the defender and those kind of runs are where Wolves are going to you know, get more joy and Kalajic in his 45 minutes was doing that and that's really what they're missing um, I think had he stayed fit it would be a much easier next few weeks and now they've got to try and get Costa you know, up to speed it's it's easier said than done
0: oh okay um, lovely stuff let's have a look um, I'm, I'm, there's a lot of people about talking about Bruno's replacements and stuff um, I don't think we can go there yet can we I mean, well I'll ask the question um, if Wolves did decide to get rid of Bruno who do you think the club would replace him with I mean Look, there's a lot of people saying Pochettino and, and um, you know, they're saying, they're saying Tuchel. I mean, it's not going to, it's not honestly like absolute pie in the sky. I mean, I would say that if, if, and it's a huge if Bruno did leave Wolves at some point this season, it would be a Mendes client. It would be, you know, someone who I, I would say would probably be comfortable working with Portuguese players. It would be another one from the Mendes mill. I, I, would, I would I would be stunned if it wasn't. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I think that's that. I think that's pretty safe to assume, isn't it? Really, um, and those couple names you mentioned seem very <laughs> optimistic. Um, but I, 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 I agree with you. I don't think we can go too far down that road at this point. Bruno's still in the job and is still going to have the opportunity to, to create something um, for, for the time being. So yeah. I don't think we can. Yeah, I don't think we can go too far down that road.
0: Steve Wolf and Bristol when Fulham got relegated last time Nathan you shot me down in flames when I said I'd take Mitrovic in a heartbeat still share that view I mean he was terrible when they went down so no I wouldn't have taken him especially where Wolves were going I mean you know if you give me Mitrovic now of course you're going to take him but um, but you know he's improved massively this season but you know Taking two or three years ago, then, then then probably I wouldn't. Same with someone like a Tony, he couldn't get a kick at Newcastle had to go on loan before he went back up the towards Peterborough and then and then Brentford. Now he and now he's come back, but I wouldn't take someone two or three years ago. But obviously they're looking good now, aren't they? Um, it's it's a difficult one. Um, it's going to be another difficult summer, isn't it, with strikers etc. Let's say Costa only lasts the season, which you know is probably presumable. You know you've got Fabio Silva coming back. You know, you've got you got to make a call on Raúl. It's, it's a make or break for me, for Raul, isn't it, to see how he does this season. If if he doesn't do anything this season, Liam, can you see them... I mean, it's a difficult age, isn't it, really? But can you see them moving Raul on? You're not going to get a massive fee for him, are you? But do you think that he would need maybe a fresh start um, with, with everything that's gone on? Do you think do you think that might be something that that would work for both parties?
1: Yeah, I, I don't think it's out of the realms of possibility. I think that's mm. definitely something that could happen. It massively depends, really, on how Collagius comes back as well, I think. Um, Fabio coming back from from loan, sort of how his season as a whole has gone, and provided he's fit and everything as well. Because um, I don't think I don't think Wolves are going to want to go in and invest heavily in another striker when Fabio's coming back. They've just invested in Kalajic. so if they can, it depends massively on those two. I think um, whether Raúl stays and also obviously how his season goes as well. But. Um, I think that's something that you, yeah, you can definitely foresee there there being some movement there because, particularly if he has another difficult season.
0: I'm going to take the second part of this question rather than the first. And um, Link says, do we, "Do we need a competition for Jose Sar no, no, I mean, we've got Sarkic there. So I don't think there's any reason. I mean, Jose Sar's an excellent keeper. I've got no um, no issues with him. But what he does say in the second part is, I'd like to see a bit more from him, and wasn't delighted with his pre-match chat." With Kevin De Bruyne in the tunnel, and I'm not sure whether anyone saw this. I think a few people did see it, but um, kind of obviously lining up in the tunnel before they go out, um, before the the one minute silence, and they're clapping for the for the Queen, and um, the chatting ways you do in the tunnel, where some people look forward, and um, and he kind of moves across to De Bruyne, who's looking straight at, at him, or straight ahead, and uh, just goes, "Go easy on me today," with a bit of a laugh and a joke, and De Bruyne kind like, of just gives him a nod and a wink, and and no problem, but. Does that is does that is that taken out of proportion, or do you think that that's something that Wolves need to look at? We talk about that being a bit soft and being a bit too nice and take it easy. I mean, I know he scored four last season. or are we are just overanalyzing because you know because it's a it's a frustrating time? If Wolves were if Wolves had twelve points on the board, then we would not really be talking about this. But because they haven't, and because you know we're looking at that like natural leader, or is there a leader in that side? Does, is this another? Is this just another small part of, of why Wolves aren't? you know, nasty enough or a little bit more focused enough on the pitch?
1: I don't think it's something you can sort of blow too far out of proportion and and it becomes something that's got to, you've got to necessarily speak to the squad about and sort of drill into them. But I do think it's something that you, as a club and as a manager, you maybe have a quiet word with with Jose Sarr and just say, look, let's not that on the head. Um, It's the kind of character he is, you know, he's, he's, you know, he has a laugh and a joke and he's a big character and a, a very good goalkeeper. And, you know, he probably thought it was just something sort of cute and funny to do at the time. Um, but for me, I, I sort of, maybe I do approach football with a little bit of an old school attitude in that I I like the sort of, you know, Vinnie Jones, Roy Keane kind characters that would absolutely kill their teammate if they saw them do that. And I, and I sort of agree with them, really, because you should... Without over dramatizing what football is, you should go into that game with a with a real heightened sense of aggression and want to go after them. You shouldn't go into that, which for me it almost looks like they're shutting up shop and giving in and a la- You know that they're a better side because for obvious reasons you don't have you don't have to bring attention to it. You can you can win a game of football without being the better technical side. It happens every week. Um, and I just think for Jersey, it it's not really a great look. It's not something that I don't think you need to bang on about I and mean, we need to talk about forever and you need to make a massive deal of. But I think someone has to maybe just have a small word and say, look, time and place wasn't the best thing to be doing. And at the same time, you are right. If Wolves had won you know, a handful of games and, and we're in a good place we probably don't even mention it but this is where they are and it's not the best look and I can understand why fans you know again rubs up the wrong, the wrong way really because you're not getting results on the pitch and then you're having a laugh with with a player before a game who scored four at Molineux the other day or the other month sorry so yeah not, not the best for me but again not a criminal offence so <laughs> let's not go too overboard
0: a Mars Music Show. Question for Nathan. If you had to choose either Wolves to be relegated but Borough promoted or Wolves to get into Europe this season but Borough relegated, which would you choose? Now, that's a tough one for you. Uh, that's a horrible question. And you need to horrible. give a
1: real answer.
0: Uh, I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, look, Borough will always, always be um, my number one, but I do like a bit of Europe key now. Yes! I do like a bit of Europe, my son! Let's have it! Ibiza away, Conference League! Oh, dear. Now we're talking. Uh, P.S. I've been on the naughty step too far too long. Can Liam unblock me, please? Nag King Wolf replies, how many bench presses does Amar have to do for Liam to unblock him? This stemmed from a um, pre-season trip where, uh, back and forth between Amar's music show and Liam, where we were doing some... Uh, working hard, by the way, in the little gym in um, in, in, in the old um, Benidorm. And uh, and uh, Liam got called out for for poor form on one of the bench presses, which he didn't take too kindly to. Blocked.
1: No, well, I, in fact, it wasn't. It wasn't straight away. Actually, I mean, you agreed with me that there was obviously nothing wrong with the form, and that it was excellent it, form. It was dead banter on on very heavy weight, by the way, for obvious reasons. Obviously, um, obviously, had a little had a little bite back with a bit of banter with the, with Mr. Amar's Music Show. Um, who then doubled down I'm afraid and in oh, my books yes. if you're going if you're going to come with dead banter in the first place then <laughs> that's a criminal offense if you're going to come with dead banter and then double down on the dead banter ah. now 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 you're in dangerous territory <laughs> um, so <laughs> uh I have noticed as well it was brought to my attention that he in reply to to Nag who seems to be backing me up by the way now, you know, mm. cheers cheers me up being um he, he said that other wolves reporters. This is reminds me of the show. Other wolves reporters seem to like banters. I'm not sure why Liam doesn't. Uh-huh. Um, I was about to unblock him, but with that comment, I, mean, no, I
0: don't know. No, I don't know. I, he killed himself I, there. He might,
1: he, he might have ruined himself there. Yeah, it's not great. I know. I don't know. You know, One, what?
0: wants to ponder over the international
1: break. No, you know what? I'll make a decision now. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna make a. I'm not gonna make a. Um, a habit of this, because of the very few people I block, the other ones have been people sending abuse. Amar had a lapse in judgment, shall we say, with okay. some very very poor banter. Okay. Um, so I will unblock.
0: Oh, he's unblocking a live unblock. Right,
1: right. Um, I will unblock right now. Astonishing. It's just been, it's just been done. Oh,
0: um, but unblocked.
1: There's a there's a black mark against his name, and he's wow. um.
0: So he's got and to he's got to basically praise you from now on, otherwise he's gone. He's no, no,
1: no, 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 no. I welcome I welcome all sorts of interaction. Um that's not dead.
0: <laughs> that's it not was um, banter. if we if we did a live unblock while I was doing the uh, podcast with Spears, we'd be here for four and a half hours. Be two and a half thousand of them we'd have to go through. <laughs> so yeah, I've only got right I've key. only got a
1: handful. it's only a couple of people on there. Um but, um, any names Omar, you want
0: to? Any, any names you want to let us know about? No, mixed?
1: definitely not. No, no, no. no. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to bring attention to any of them. Absolutely. As I say, there's a there's a difference between abuse and dead banter. You know, I'll he, he's been on the, as he's. I agree with his first tweet. He's been on the naughty step long enough. He deserves a second chance. Everyone wow. deserves a second chance. That chance has been handed to him, and it's now up to him of what he does with it.
0: Love it. Um Right. The ball is um, in your
1: court, sir. The
0: ball's in your court. Served well. It's uh back of the baseline. Can he return it? Um Look, Wolves, West Ham, 10 points between the, this season. Oh, 14 games played. Six goals between them with 14 games played. Something's got to give, hasn't it? Q-0-0 <laughs> nil, nil draw. Um, we've talked about it, obviously, so I'm not going to go too too much um, preview-wise. But, of course, uh, game week on Saturday, 5.30 kick-off. I shall, I'll, I'll be flying into Heathrow, by the way, Liam, at 8am uh, that morning for my, my little break. We're going to... Um, Taking the Misses, well, we're going to Champagne for three days um, uh, this weekend, and then uh, Mrs. is flying back, and I'm flying to Toronto to go and watch my Toronto Blue Jays play against the New York Yankees during international week, and then um, fly back on Friday, get back Saturday morning, get back to Shea Judah, um, London, uh, for, for two or three hours, Kip, and then I'll, I'll see you at the London Stadium around 4pm, baby. That sounds good to me. Yeah, it's good. Can't go wrong. <laughs> By the way, two, 290 quid direct flight return. That's- that is impressive. Two hundred ninety quid, flying from Paris to Toronto, then Toronto to to Heathrow. Absolutely. And for you, that's like two pound ninety. I mean, I found it found it down the back of the sofa. <laughs> wow, astonishing. Um, big game for me, Liam. It is a really big game. They've got to they've got to show more, but they've got to also produce more for me. Um, where do you see it? Do you see any changes? Uh, you talked about Huang potentially getting the nod. Do you think they'll go two midfield, or do you think because they're away from home? You know, obviously, you know West Ham have got some excellent players as well. Kind of in the same situation, I guess Wolves are. Um, do you think he will go with Moutinho? I think he probably will go with Moutinho, to be honest, especially away from home. Um, but can you see? Can you see? You know, like can you see a Gedez and a, and a Pedence with you know with Huang up top, or or can you see a different? Uh, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think
1: there's a lot of uh, similarities, isn't there? Two clubs that are. Should be well, looking at European football, let's yeah. be honest. Big clubs, well, West great, very good squads, and are both struggling at the wrong end of the table at the moment. Um, looking at, well, their results mean they lost to a, in their last game against a very poor Everton side, let's be honest. you didn't play very well at all and lost mm. 1-0. Um, but once it's going against you, you know everything goes against you, as Wolves well know as well. Um, I, th- I think you're right when you mention Martino. the The problem, I say problem because I, as you've already said, want... Wolves to play four, two, three, one. Um and the problem for them not to play that is that West Ham on paper have a very strong midfield with mm-hmm. Rice and Suchek. Yeah. Um they've also got Lucas Picato who they signed yeah, uh, from Leon playing mm-hmm. in that sort of number ten role. Yeah. Um away from home, as you say as well, it's got the recipe for Bruno to stick with three midfield. In some ways I can understand it actually for this particular game. No, I know I can going. actually, to be honest, yeah. with this game,
0: which is ironic,
1: really. Yeah, we we know we've just been calling for four, two, three, one, but for this particular game I can I can understand why he would go with that. Now that we've said that, he's gonna go with four, two, three, one. But um they've got a very good a very strong midfield on, on paper. Um having an extra body in there, I can I can understand it. So I think he'll go with that. Um and I do think that he's actually gonna bring Huang in. I do think he's gonna go with Huang as a striker. But I don't think he will drop Neto. I think he'll drop Pedence. Pedence, At, really? Yeah, I do. I do. I okay. think I think Guedes and, and Neto are his are his guys. I think they're the oh,
0: they're okay. the ones he
1: wants. Um so that's what I think he'll go with. I mean me personally would 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 drop Neto and bring Huang in. Um but I think he'll go with with, with the other one uh, and drop Pedence. Uh, wow. I think that the, the defence probably right to the south, even without Collins, I think Totti probably comes in. Um, alongside Kilman and I'm going to go to Semedo starts and he goes with Johnny left back okay um, I think that's what we'll go with uh, and obviously the midfield N- Nunes yeah. Neves Matinho. Um and that midfield as as we probably say with most times that, we, that Wolves play West Ham I think is going to be the key area again because whoever wins those battles there, there mm-hmm. um, is going to play a massive part in who wins this game two teams that can't score can't buy a win Uh <laughs> Six goal thriller, <laughs> incoming. I'm sure.
0: Uh, well, I hope so. West Ham one, Wolves one is my prediction. The floor is yours for the uh, for the prize.
1: I was thinking the same, um, but I'm gonna, in the interest of mixing it up, I'm gonna mm. go Wolves to win one nil.
0: Oh, I'd I'd be delighted.
1: I'm gonna go for it. I mean, I'll be absolutely delighted, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go for that and. Pray, pray that I'm right. That's
0: what that's what I'm saying. Though, like, before I go quickly, like, what would what would fans be happier with? A terrible game and Wolves nick it one nil, or they've been brilliant and they draw one one. I mean, it's one nil every time, isn't it? Oh yeah, I know what you're saying, but you no know no what no, I mean. it is
1: it is no it, in that you, having one of the other one hundred percent. You know, you take the result because at this point Wolves need the result. Um, I just think it, it depends on the, the context of the game, but if mm. they. You know, if they do have an excellent performance and a late equaliser for West Ham or something worse, hopefully not. I do think there's a slightly better feeling coming out of it. There'll always be a section of supporters that are not going to be happy, understandably, but I do think there's a, it's a slightly better look coming out of it. But when I say that, I think they have to they have to really dominate and batter yeah. West Ham for that for that to be the case. I don't think they can have like a couple of good chances and lose one 0 or a couple of good chances one one. They have to f- fully put it on them and, and just be desperately unlucky not to win the game for for that any of that good feeling to come out of it. Otherwise, as you rightly say, the, the 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 result is going to be it's going to be paramount. But it's going to be a really interesting one. It's going to be fascinating how I suppose the the fallout after the game. And when I say fallout, I don't just necessarily mean the bad. Uh, you know, the bad and the good. How it all comes together because the context of the performance, the result, everything together in what eleven days' time. It's going to be massively interesting.
0: Good stuff, Keynote. Uh, longer podcast than normal, but uh, like I say, obviously we're not going to be here next week for International Week, so hopefully you've enjoyed it. Oh, uh, before I go as well, I did say if you remember, Liam, I asked uh, people for a little bit of a competition to win a to win a prize to to design a little intro music and outro music for us. Can you remember when I said that? I do remember. Yes. Right, I've got the best ones. I've got all actually. I've got all of the entries lined up here. Are you ready for them before we go? I'm ready. You can choose. You ready? Okay, one second. Let me just press I'm play. Waiting. Okay, here we go. One two, three. Have a good couple of weekends, everyone, and uh, we'll see you against West Ham. (laughs) (laughs) Take care. (laughs) Bye-bye. Wow.